0: So okay.
1: Everyone, you are very welcome to another week of Unplayable. Con here, joined by Joe and Cooper, with quite a bit to ca- catch up on. Um, we hope you enjoyed the recent episode with Challenge Tour player Stuart Grehan. Um, Cooper sat down with him and had a very good chat. So make sure you give that a listen if you haven't already. I've been on hiatus for a couple of weeks, travelling around the Great Barrier Reef, but uh, still keeping an eye on the golf, watching the Open on my phone from the other side of the world while. Joe and Dave had a much better view as the two boys were at the golf at Hoylake, so we'll chat a little bit about that. We haven't sat down together to discuss it since, so we'll do a little bit about that today, Uh, talk a little bit about the Senior Open where Harrington lost in a playoff, Uh, and we'll discuss the Wyndham Championship, which is actually pretty important. It's the last event before the playoffs and the the kind of uh, cutoff for players keeping their card for next season, which is actually pretty pretty big deal. Uh, the likes of Shane Lowry and Justin Thomas currently sitting outside the top 70, meaning they'll uh, they'll miss out on their full PGA Tour cards next season. We'll also struggle to get into those designated events next season because of all these changes to the PGA Tour schedule. Uh, so we'll explain all of that. But first, we got to start with the uh, the little man with the big heart, Brian Harmon at the Open. <laughs> Joe, you were, uh, you were at Hoylake. How did you get on?
2: Yeah and a, and a very red hot putter as well must be said the god he had he had that going um yeah it was great we uh, I was at the the Friday Saturday um, so we we got to see Harmon kind of starting his his blaze on Friday I think what did he shoot 65 or 64 on Friday kind of I don't think anyone got near that score either um and yeah, it was it was it was impressive to watch um, what we what we could. And um, to be fair, it was the crowds were you know a sellout every day I think. And um, with Tommy being in contention, there was a big uh, there a big following for him. So uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it was the locals' favourite winner um, in the end, given given the support that that Tommy had. And and to be fair, he gets good support everywhere, but. Um, it was uh, no, it was good. for Like you'll never get tired of watching those guys up close as well. The way they strike the ball from, from everyone, from Rory McIlroy down to the guy that you know probably shoots ten over when when they hit it when they hit a golf ball. It's it's uh, it's impressive. Was impressive there
1: anyone ball. specifically that kind of stood out seeing them in person like that?
2: I'd say the best shot I saw. You, the thing about these golf tournaments is that you kind of have to if you want to if you want to a view from behind a player, let's say, off a tee. Uh, you kind of have to play the long game. You have to camp out a few, you know, an hour before you, the, the star players are coming. So we did that on the Friday on the 8th T. We, we got a great uh, vantage point right behind it, just and it was just above them. Um, and we, we kind of watched a few kind of groups come through. But the, we were waiting for Rory to come through, and he was, he was obviously playing with Ram and Rose and I think Hovland. Mark Howard were playing around the same time, but Minwoo Lee played a couple of groups before, and it was the AT. I don't know if you remember, it's Ed all up the left. So there was just kind of a mix of players taking driver, but Minwoo took this two iron. It was sort of into the wind, and it's one of the best golf shots I've ever seen. The 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 speed he has, and just like it was a stinger, but it it took off. With such speed and like ferocity, it was, it was the best shot I saw all week. And
1: uh,
2: really, uh, yeah, like I'd say the thing went as far as some of the lads' drives as well. Um, and he's a—he just walked off like it was any other shot. He, he's he's a, only a
1: little fella. is a—he's a, a cool customer.
2: customer. Yeah, well, he's probably around average
0: height, I'd say. But well, um, he does—he's notorious for just pure, pure ball striking.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I. The way he hits the ball, there's no like, there's no real ceiling for him. Like, um, in terms, of, it'll be interesting over the next couple of years to see where he gets to, and um, because it's a serious asset. But yeah, so you, you could you could pick out a few players like that. DJ was was still pretty impressive to see, um, to see hit a driver from the same the same hole. Um, but yeah, did the did the camping as well, which was an interesting one. Um, it it definitely highly advise it for anyone that's. That's thinking about it. Uh, I think it's free for under twenty fives as well. Uh, so that's a pretty good perk if you have got a few days tickets um camping out there. And they have their own tents. You just you just rock up and um, there with like a sleeping bag or whatever. And there's there's wow. kind of beer tents and food, and they've got a covered area that you watch the golf in. Say if you if you're coming back and there's one or two holes left of the day from. Um, from from the day's play uh so that that was good we got a bit of rain on the the kind of the latter part of it but it was it was it was grand um but the best thing about it was waking up on the first day we woke up at around half six and we were on the golf course within like 20 minutes sort of like as in it's a five five minute walk sort of to the golf course from the campsite so that was that was a real perk so it wasn't
0: an ep washout or anything
2: no, no, different, uh, different sort of festival buzz to that. Um, but, so but for was... uh,
0: for that, Joe, is it um, <clears throat> like 325 is amazing, but what, um, how much, how much is it for us older men? Um, did you have to join the one club to get into it? What was the process there?
2: There wasn't, you needed a ticket to, um, register your booking, I think, on it. But um, so I suppose indirectly, you'd, you'd need a you'd need a member. Someone would need a membership of the one club, um, which is very easy um, when you're signing up kind of to apply for tickets. Uh, the, the tickets themselves, like they're not incredibly cheap. It was 150 a night for a tent. So, but it's still a lot cheaper than if you were to try and get a hotel in Liverpool. Uh, like we were looking at, there was the hotel price in Liverpool even a few months ago, were kind of $250, $300 and nights. You needed to be booking a year in advance to get in reasonable. So, so one fifty in the end wasn't that bad. And as I said, just the convenience of getting on straight away.
1: So and you get to snuggle up close to to Dave as well, which was very nice. That actually.
2: that's a special experience. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> think anyone within a hundred meter radius slept for the for the for the night. <laughs> No, no, no. D- D- Dave, wasn't, uh, Dave wasn't with us in the camping. Um, oh, was he not? No, no, no. So
1: right. okay. He, he, um was after the more luxurious option. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um but Cooper, speaking of um Brian Harmon and his his little limbs, he um very, very impressed. I mean, I think the tournament itself was quite forgettable. I think it'll definitely go down in history as a pretty bang average open not not one that i'll be watching those open films of uh, in years to come but it was very strange to see a guy who hasn't won all that much just dominate like he did i, I saw he took the, i think it was the least amount of puts of anyone to win the open it was 106 puts compared to todd hamilton who had had 109 in 2004 um but yeah pretty fair play to him but Pretty forgettable week, I would say.
0: Yeah, like dry for show, putt for dough. He just uh, epitomised how how important it is to even even at that level. Like we obviously talk about Scotty Scheffler and the the kind of pain he's going through on the putting side right now. But when when someone is as on song as Harmon was at Hoylake, it's it's very hard to get past them. Like uh, I know people are harping on about the I think was fifty six putts within. Uh, ten feet, and he held all of them. A lot of them are like two, three footers. So, like, but still, to not miss one the entire week between, say, eight and ten feet is incredibly impressive on these absolutely slick greens, where the wind is up and nerves are on. So, like, he held his nerve completely. He, um, yeah, like it is. It's it's not a McIlroy pumping a three forty and then lobbing it onto green and getting a birdie. Like it wasn't it wasn't like sexy golf to watch, but like we said it before the, the before the Open, like he's one of the one of the best on tour at bogey avoidance, and he just normally doesn't make that many birdies. So like he the course obviously just set up to his eye, he was able to get onto the greens, and normally when he's putting, he sorry he always puts well, but his ability kind of on the greens that normally is for bro, bogey kind of avoidance it suddenly turned into racked in a few birdies like it was it, it wasn't it wasn't spectacular but when everyone else started falling by the wayside he literally was unfazed for the entire thing it was it was very impressive albeit yeah not a not the not the best watch in the world like even talking about say DJ's Masters win a few years ago it was a similar kind of code to that in terms of like just being a mile ahead and just not coming back to the pack but Harmon, to be fair, like he, he did slip up. Was it Saturday morning? He had he bogeyed one and four, and you're and like, he was Sunday you
1: morning. Like, the start on the last day wasn't actually
0: that, yeah, yeah. He struggled, he struggled on the first six, um, for the whole week. But like, I think it was the Saturday where it was like, right here come the wheels. And then I, I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday, but as Joe said, the, the local crowd weren't behind them, and one heckler. Said, you don't have the you don't have the bottle for this or something along those lines and he' was talking about it in an interview afterwards he said yeah that was a kick I needed so unintentionally some English lad basically gave Harmon the, the motivation he needed to probably probably lose that lad money um but no it's it, as far as kind of majors a year go it like when you finish off at Wyndham Clark and the US open Brian Harmon and the British open like it's yeah it's it's been like after I think Ram started off the year and we were like, fucking hell, Ram is going to get two, Rory's going to get one. And it just turned into a bit of a, yeah, for, a forgettable L year on the, on the major circuit. I was going to ask as well, Joe, like just mentioning Clark there, Um, as far as atmospheres at a major go, like we had obviously the controversy after LACC, not letting anyone in, being a corporate gig essentially. um. Apparently, Royal Liverpool was the opposite. There was too many people there. It was absolute chaos. Was it? Was it that bad? Or,
2: yeah, yeah, I I would agree. Like, I think it was pro- it was oversubscribed, and mm-hmm. I've been, been at loads of golf tournaments before where you, you you do have to be a bit patient with you know get, getting your getting your uh, viewpoint early. But this was this was definitely an extreme version. If you wanted to follow any of the the big groups, you were. You know, you had to be kind of tall to 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 go on your tippy toes and, and stand over. And um, yeah, I think the atmosphere probably it went from being boisterous to to a bit too much, I think. Um, definitely on definitely on the Saturday evening, I noticed probably probably a result of Tommy being in contention. I'd say that was that was a big factor. But um it's funny. It, 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 myself and Dave were talking about this. It was it was actually kind of hard to get to the bar areas the way you have to cross fairways, but obviously you have to wait for the players to pass through, and there was a lot of crossing fairways. So the bars were kind of at these points, um, but these lads obviously found a way around it because they were they were well oiled anyway. By by the time the kind of the back nine came around on on Saturday afternoon,
1: was there so, a lot of that? Like uh, when you say kind of boisterous lads were heckling Harmon and all yeah there
2: was it was it was probably more when players were kind of doing the pre-shot routine there was a lot of shouting and um, trying to be I suppose funny just kind of you know it. but it wasn't just that it wasn't just the Harmon group it was Rory's group it was it, it was it was kind of all the big players I didn't hear the Harmon stuff uh, myself I heard kind of recordings after and like I, I saw the same reports that you were talking about Cooper then and what Harmon said in his interview but yeah I think I think they probably oversubscribed I think there was a, a probably a few too many people there um, at at times so yeah and I think I think the crossing fairways thing was a bit kind of frustrating as well Um, I remember at Portrush a couple of years ago that was very easy to get around there was sort of the center point and you just kind of you just went from there around, and you didn't really have to do as much of that uh, that crossing around. You kind of get to holes um, with with ease. So, yeah, I I've been to better ones in terms of a view and experience. I I would say.
0: Yeah, I've heard that I've heard Saint Andrews is a really tough one to actually watch golf on for similar reasons. It's just mm. out of is it better or worse? Yeah, than St. you've been Saint Andrews, yeah. right? For, yeah, yeah,
2: uh, yeah played it but I haven't I haven't watched the I haven't watched an open there but I think also St Andrews is 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 quite flat as well Mm -hmm. High Lake has the advantage that the, the particularly the back nine there there's a few there's a good few hills undulations so that gives a natural sort of amphitheater obviously to some holes so um so that 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 helped I suppose so but I can't speak to St Andrews being being um what it's like for the open, but I've heard I've heard what you say, Cooper. Yeah, that it's, that, it's, that it's not as good.
0: Yeah, it's funny when you hear now you talking about like fucking fans being a bit oiled, and like there was definitely way too many mashed potatoes on the after lads hitting from on the TV anyway, and like you'd normally put it down as oh, there's a few Americans over fucking having a bit of crack, or that's just what they do. But I think it's we're getting dangerously close to like golf events being absolute parties, and like I, I'm all for it. Love a point watching golf, but between the the live events, the, the kind of the, the infamy of the 16th that the waste management course is trying to recreate these party holes. Like it's over in America. They, they obviously wouldn't be able to handle their drink at all. But when you come over here and there's lads on the points from seven o'clock in the morning, like it's there's just they're they're gonna have to start like probably kicking lads out, which was never a never an issue before in golf. It's weird. I don't know what. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it comes back, when the if the Irish opened like on the K Club now, I'll I'll be at the bar for a good chunk of it. Like, but you know you know, <laughs> you, have to, you know you have to draw the line somewhere. Like it probably depends on how the tournament is playing out as much as
1: anything. Like Port Rush would have been probably pretty boisterous but in a very positive way because there's all this positive sentiment going towards Larry but I think I could sense it as well when I was watching on, on the TV uh, of this one that you could just hear a little bit of nasty stuff going Harmon's way it was definitely loud it was noticeable and mm. I, I was cringing listening to it I think when you're when you're just sitting in the peace and quiet and watching it on, on the TV and you hear that show you're like ah oh. Relax, lads. Settle down with that sort of stuff. Maybe when you're at it, it's it's a bit more fun. But it did, yeah. It came across a little bit. I wonder if it's if it was because Harmon was uh, unflappable
2: almost, and they were trying to dictate it almost. Yeah, I think there was definitely an element to that. They were they mm-hmm. were trying to they were trying to control the outcome or or control like what way the tournament was going. Because. I'm not trying
0: to not trying to advocate one point per bloke per day kind of thing, but <laughs> it's it, I don't know it it just hasn't it. We've always heard of it watching the PGA Tour and these egots like and some of them getting their timing wrong and starting it at the top of a backswing, which is straight away get off the course. But yeah, it's I don't know it'll be uh it's probably it probably is a something for tournaments to consider because it, like when when they do let in that much people at somewhere like Royal Liverpool where it is you know fairly on top of each other. It I don't know. It's uh do <clears throat> right. Don't don't stop the points in the golf course anyway. It's, and mm, that's probably good. the main thing. Don't fucking ruin the fun for the rest of us, you it's Just have a bit of decorum people. Decorum. Um
2: <laughs> I don't think it's the points as well though. I think it's it's the people that like yeah, as in good. like the, the a couple of these people probably would have done it regardless.
0: are uh, the points will be blamed for it though. And that's yes, I mean they are the victim of this. We can't ha- we can't let them fall on the sword. Like, <laughs> um, before we move on from the open, a
1: couple of things. Want to firstly Rory and also Seb Straka. I think is actually just worth a quick mention. Rory, um, same all same all story. Like, it's it's very. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's another great performance, and um, even on the Sunday, like he was very good. Came out of the blocks fast, um. But it's just the usual story for him. It's it's actually mad how often he has put himself in position um, at a major like this and not being able to to get the job done. Where when you consider, say, a Brian Harman or whatever, who's never up there and just has a week like that where it goes his way, and they just get the job done. Like Rory must be feeling so like empty and frustrated at these. Top five, top tens at majors, and just not being able to get the job done. Like,
2: Mm. they mean they mean he says that like it 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 gives him confidence, but it they mean very little to his you know obviously legacy. But they probably it definitely gets more frustrating as it goes, and there is an element as well. Like Rory in twenty fourteen, like does Brian Harmon like hold a six shot lead? throughout the weekend against Rory in, in 2014, you know, when he when he was starting to have a small bit of the Tiger effect, whereas now, you know, Harman looks at what Wyndham did last month uh, in the US Open and says, no, this guy's actually beatable, he's, you know, he's human, unlike, you know, Tiger was during the 2000s when players just would, you know, it was the magnetic force, like, that he'd, he'd just bring them back to him. Um, but players probably, they're, even though he is the kind of star, players aren't intimidated, I don't think, as much um, by him. And, yeah, but the law of averages says they he has to go and close one of these at some point soon. Oh, the but we've been saying that for a while.
0: Yeah, literally. This is, it's officially 10 years now since he's won a major. So, like, when you're in top fives in probably, top tens probably in half of them. That isn't, a, I, I don't know what the number is, but it's probably not far off that. And yeah, you'd you'd hope that the the equation would work out in his favour, but yeah, it's it's just like I don't know, I think in, in McElroy's case now it it's it obviously has nothing to do with the swing. He seemed to strike a chord with Faxon on the greens not that long ago. Like it, it's between his ears. Like it's it's totally it's totally mental. So
1: but he it's, he, sta- he started the tournament pretty weakly. It's like o- over the course of, of a week, his, his <clears throat> ability shines through and he'll kind of climb towards the top of that leaderboard. But he did start a little bit shaky. Like, that's clear, as you say, Cooper. It is just between the ears. He, he can't get out in front and dominate. Like, remember the US Open? He won a congressional. Like, he just came out of the blocks and he was just so far ahead at the start. He just can't seem
0: to do that. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's it's um, mental preparation, like as in the or, or lack of in terms of arriving on the first tee and just been playing in your first boys championship sweating. here comes the sky kind of thing. It's it's just literally that's a, and usually yeah, you're right usually is <clears throat> like we weren't uh, we weren't uh, at all surprised at one stage when he'd open with a double bogey. And you're like, oh, McIlroy, Classic out 20 to 1 now. Now's the time to back him each way. Like, it was, there was ge- genuinely a trend of that for, for a few months, um, either at the start of this year or the end of last year. And, like, I think for, like, when you dive through the stats, there's nothing jumping out there that's horrifically bad. His putting isn't great, but, like, he, he's still able to manage it. And when it does come down to clutch puts, when he's in position, he mightn't hold them, but, like, he's still out of position from the get-go, as you're saying, Con. So, like, it's not... Like, take the... Was it the Saturday morning? Or it could have been Sunday morning at the Open, where... No, oh, it's the... Yeah, he should have been four under, or five under to five on Saturday. Like, I think he was two under, and he, like, he had birdie chances within, say, 15 feet on all of them, and three of them just lit by. And suddenly then, he wasn't even, like... You can see him getting frustrated, but, like, why are you frustrated? You're 2-under and you've still got 13-0 to play. Like, it's it just – <clears throat> I I don't know about the – I I hate saying it because, like, I'm going to meet poor Harry Diamond in a pub one night and he's going to smack me, but, like, he he just needs – I think he just needs someone on the bag there to take that burden off him. Because uh, to be fair, Harry actually started reading a few puts with him there in Hoylick, which was very strange. Um, because he normally is literally just a bag carrier. But yeah, he seemed to be getting a bit more involved at the open, which is interesting. But at the same time, he, he needs he needs a bones or someone like that on the bag just to carry that burden with him. And I'd love if there was just some sort of simulation you could put it through and See if he wins two majors next year with some more proper experience and, uh, ju- yeah, th- just the right person to to manage his mental game while walking around the golf course and off the golf course. Just in total, someone to share the burden of all the it shit. Would, that he's, it,
1: it, yeah, it would, it would be interesting if he had like a Bob ratteller's you know, equivalent, uh, a mental coach as as a caddy or whatever, because he just can't seem to settle himself at. At the to start of tournaments like that,
0: I know he Whenever. has to I'd say he is working with uh, maybe not Dr. Bob, but like he has to be working with someone on the mental game. But it's like that, he was working he, with, he, yeah, yeah, he's not anymore though, isn't he? Not oh, no, is he not? He was this year, with, he yeah, yeah around the time, um, around the time Harrington won the three, oh, three majors in 18 months. That's when Harrington was writing. I think he was helping write the 15 Cobra, like something way, way back. Rotella, but Rory was only very young, and I think he was involved in that. But I'm not sure if he's working with him now. Um, I know I
1: think with Joe, you're saying he he was actually working with him at some point earlier this
2: year. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he is. Like he's got the right team around him, like Faxen, yeah. as you said, Cooper as well with the with the pudding. But, if he's
0: still Rotella. Then it's not. <clears throat> it's not preparation. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's
2: it's aggressiveness probably at the right moments as well as you said. Like Saturday, he had those chances, and he was still whatever 200 through five. But then I think he was, I think he's one over something for the last thirteen holes when a lot of guys were were a few under, and that's when you know he needs to put himself in position. Like Harmon might have been unreachable in the end, but. He, he, he when, at the time, you know, when the time comes, and just, yeah, I think he sort of lacks a bit of aggressiveness at, at times. Maybe, maybe he, you know, he's he knows it's a marathon, but he holds out a bit, a bit too yeah. long or something. Well, it
0: is still there after the Scottish, like that shot into eighteen at the Scottish Open. Mm. Like, it's there. There but, is a fucking. But I feel
1: like that's almost the right level of pressure for Rory. Like the Scottish yeah. Open is just, he's almost freewheeling in that type of scenario because like it doesn't really matter to him if you win Scottish Open or not. I do not see him hitting that shot into the 18th hole uh, of an opener or major when he really, like he, at the US Open where he lost to Clark by what, one shot, it came to the 18th hole and he needed to hit that shot and he just didn't. Like he hit mm. it to like, Fifty feet, and you're not going to hold that put. So there's just some sort of block. And with Hoy, like back in, when he won at Hoylake in 2014, he destroyed the par five. He was by far the best of the week on the par fives, and he didn't at all this this week. Every time he came to a par five, it was like a mini bottle job because like he had the opportunity to make a a birdie or whatever on those holes, take advantage of his length, and he just couldn't do it. Um, so you would
0: uh, you would think like there's um you'd hear. Caddy's talking about certain players like uh, Seve is a good example when Billy Foster was on the bag and like Seve was capable if there's a fucking 50 yard fairway he was well capable of missing it by another 50 yards like just in terms of like if he hasn't picked a blade of grass out on the course or if there isn't that kind of absolute pressure on that he has to narrow his focus completely into this really specific type of shot he's liable to do anything and McRoy seems to do the same in terms he's not as erratic as a Sevi or a speed in his heyday, but like when he when he does see a shot and he's properly walking into it, he can make them. Same as Tiger back in the day, same as any of the greats. But yeah, it's just he he just seems to I I wouldn't even say that con. I think he would hold that or pull off that shot. This the shot in the Scottish Open if he had that at Hoy like I think he would have been able to do it. Do but, I think if he had yeah. a four
2: shot lead, he could do it. But I think I think if he's one shot behind, I'd be in agreement.
0: I, I think I there's that, that match. He's in there somewhere. Like it's not yeah. like he's gone. He's fucking there, and he's he's gonna prove it next year when he gets bones on the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, just a quick one. Uh, Seb Straka
1: has probably guaranteed himself on this Ryder Cup team. Eh? Like and. Um, he, he just seems to be a real kind of under the European player. Um, he's certainly not one that would get a whole heap of attention. No no one is talking about Seb Straka as his next top player. But second at the Open, he'd won the week before the John Deere Classic. I'd say he certainly guaranteed himself a position uh, in Rome on that Ryder Cup team.
2: Yeah, he'd be, he'd be great in four ball as well because he's incredibly hot and cold. Like he's coming he's winning, he's coming top five, or he's missing cuts. And yeah. you know, that's that's a great four ball player. Throw 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 someone solid beside him. Um Justin Rose or something. they would love that. But um yeah. he'd throw like he'd throw him out in the four ball, I think like would be a he'd be he'd be he'd be a great shout. I I think he's I think he's gotta be yeah he's definite. Um on the on the team for me now it's too it's to good to a form. Obviously he beat Larry down the stretch in the, the Honda classic last year as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um he's still not in and out, by the way. He's he's, <clears throat> he's he's just creeping closer to it in the world points. Um mm. but like he missed the cut three M. Like it, it's yeah his exact point I was gonna make he's he's either coming first or second or literally fucking nowhere but
2: but he's he's he's, yeah. he's 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 not in it because the, the 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 league he's in trying to qualify he's competing against McElroy, Hovland, Fleetwood because he's not a mem- he's a member of the PJ tour now obviously he's not like going on the european tour points list yeah. so like he like as i said like th- those guys and Hatton like to to finish ahead of them is 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 almost impossible so he's yeah. um He's warranted a pick, I think, from 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 those performances. Oh geez, no,
0: sorry, I totally agree. Mm. Um I just yeah, it's just yeah, not automatic. automatic, yeah, the way automatic. it is. It's weird because this
1: is there's only six automatic places this year, isn't there? So he's gonna have um six choices to make. Um but yeah, I think that was an interesting one. And just before we let leave the open, um Alex Fitz was a great little story as well. Um obviously brother of Matt Fitz and and the attention that that Matt has gotten and with the US Open win last year, Alex seems like a proper
0: player. Yeah, he is. Like he, he, even now, even in qualifying, so he went through the the qualifying route, obviously to get into the Open and I think the viral video of one of his bunker shots um, late on in the final round of qualifying held out from like fucking one leg in the bunker, one leg out job, like he's he's well able to play. Yeah, I was playing the Challenge Tour there um, in Hedford, and didn't really didn't really shine. So I'd say he might have still been a bit hungover, but no, it is it's 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 interesting though because Matt is they, they there's lots of interviews between the two of them, and they are polar opposites. Like Alex is a very feel kind of player, and Matt's a very I need to map every single shot that I've ever hit kind of thing. So it's cool to see that it. Fitz isn't just a kind of robot. That like, there's obviously there's a bit of golf there in the family. So if he ever stopped the the kind of pursuit of greatness through the through the analytics, he's he's still definitely a decent golfer.
1: Um, right, senior open and Cheka got the job done. Alex Cheka, um, no surprise. Harrington got himself in the mix. Brutal weather in Wales, um, but Harrington had a pretty bad first round and then just kind of hung around. Um, Then he had that bloody duff chip in the playoff, which is a surprise for a man with such a good short game um, to to duff that chip if anyone hasn't seen it in in the playoff. But Harrington's kind of a weird one. Like, Harrington in his um, main career, like – got the most out of himself in terms of major wins. Like he won three majors. And you could argue that like he wasn't a player that would win three majors. Whereas now in the senior circuit, now he's lost two playoffs in majors. He's kind of like the alpha, the big dog of the senior tour at the moment. But he's he's not really getting the titles um to back it up. Kind of strange now, is there a bit of a trend there that he's lost in two major playoffs.
2: Yeah it's it it's interesting. I saw <laughs> Kind of one or two things said about this, like is he playing too many of the main tour events? Obviously, he was playing in the Open last week, uh, or sorry, the, the week prior to the Senior Open, and then he's played in a good few of of the kind of the the, the main tour events. But yeah, you're right. Obviously, um, he's he he pushed Dan Clark to right till the end last year. I think in the in Glen Eagles in the Open and came second there obviously got his win in the senior us open which was one of his his first starts wasn't it um but yeah for him to go without winning one with the advantage he has in the distance compared to some of the guys he's competing against um it's a bit of an underachievement but at the same time like he's he obviously got that win a couple of weeks ago uh i can't remember what the name of the tournament was but he he won a won by, about a month ago. Um, but you would expect him to be winning every third tournament he plays. Although you do have players like Stuart Sink is out there now. He's um, he's turned 15. He obviously competed at the Open. Um, so there are a few good players that uh, that he's playing against. And your man Cheka is an interesting story as well. Um, he Remember he had, a, he had a five-shot lead at the players a um, few, few years ago, like says 10 sort of time, and he threw it away. Um, so he's he's had a couple of he's had a couple of misses, but he's he's also had a couple of wins. I think he's he's won a good few on the seniors tour now, hasn't he? He's as well, recent,
1: that was his third uh, senior major, major,
2: major, yeah, yeah. So he was no pushover. But unbelievable watching those um, those scores on Sunday, Monty yeah. uh, Colin Montgomery obviously shooting an eighty-eight. Holy, um, Yeah, 80. <laughs> was, was, was
0: fucking Monty. glorious. Like, made a lot of people
2: um, uh, made a lot of people happy why yang and someone else were the only ones to shoot level no one no one shot under par for the whole weekend
1: <laughs>
2: and 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 the cut of five over was the winning score or the score to get you of, into a playoff
0: wow uh, was i i absolutely loved watching it because like it wasn't it's it's such a different dynamic to have to birdie three the last five it's like geez i just have to make par like it was, yeah. it's, cool, it's cool to see that. I will stand up for Harrington now a bit because, on in the playoff, he he nearly held the putt from off the green like every inch of the way it was in, and it somehow just fucking trickled off left at the very end. And like, even to get into that playoff, his shot on the regular 18th, like to tee up the birdie, or sorry, to he gave it a go at Eagle, but like the man. He, he played unbelievable golf, to put himself in that contention, but did you see the the fucking lie he had with the chip? Like the grass mm. was just gone away. It was it, it was if if you were playing with if you're managing a fucking Fred Daly team and one of the la- young lads had a chip like that and they took anything less than a fucking eight iron, you'd be giving out to them. Like it, I know Harrington obviously has the touch, but touch of a god when he wants. But like. All day, I heard uh, was it Beam on the on the commentary saying like this could be a hybrid, like but I was expecting. I would no. take the putter out. <laughs> I it was I probably do. just a bit too much for the putter. It was a bit rough, but like it was an eight iron all day, just knocked straight into the back foot because anything with a bit of loft, it was just the grass just asking to to get over it. Like it was, uh, I was very deflating to see, and I think yeah, there's there's nothing better than watching the Harrington with the tongue and teeth out in contention on it late on the Sunday. So it was disappointing for him. But like, he will, he'll go off and win. He'll go off and win 10 senior majors, no hassle over the next few well, like
1: How much time does he have? I, I think that's the big question. Like, he seem to have this small window. Well, Langer is the exception to that. And look, maybe, maybe it's harsh me saying that about Harrington. Like, you could look at the complete positives and that he's getting himself into the playoffs and stuff.
0: And you probably and like, he he was five to two at the start of the week. Second favorite was 11 to 1. Like he's he's the overwhelming favorite. Every yeah.
1: week. he he shot himself slightly out of it in the first round and then just managed to crawl his way back up. So mm.
2: yeah. He said he, he called it his chip, and he duffed a chip on like the 16th in regulation as well. So yeah, he yeah. said he had a terrible week um around the greens. I don't know. I think his putting was okay, but rare, rare for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Chipping chipping like me. Um, <laughs> My chipping is so bad. I, like, honestly can't is control the it. the putting fixed, though? Putting is fixed, but my, my yips started with the chipping all those years ago. I remember what actually started it was, I remember buying <laughs> this Cleveland wedge, and it had, like, no bounce on it. And this is what I'm putting it down to. It had no bounce on it, so it would cut through the turf real easily. And I bought it, like, at Christmas, or got it as a Christmas present or whatever. And so as soon as I got it, I just kept duffing these chips because the Cleveland wedge was just going through the, the turf. That was what I put it down to. And then I just developed the yips. That was about fifteen years ago. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Good for Link. good for
2: links golf though. That uh, that, that wedge with no bends. Yeah,
0: but now I the wrong courses. Just come back and yeah. come back and join Seapoint Point now, and you're back. Yeah, well,
1: see the the beauty of the the sandbell courses I play over here in Melbourne. Uh they're like Links courses back home. You can just take the putter out everywhere. So I'd i be taking the putter <laughs> out. A rough, like,
0: so tense to <laughs> yeah.
1: Um the end of the kind of regular PJ tour season is this week, and we're recording this on a Friday, so uh it has actually got underway. So the Windham Championship last chance to get into top 70. So in previous years it was top 20 125. Sorry, That kept their cards, got into the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs, but this year it's top 70 get into the playoffs, and then top 50 um, are guaranteed into the designated events next season. Um, so, either like Seamus Perry is doing well, he's 28th, um, a good chance of getting into Tour Championship, but Lowry is outside top 70, and Justin Thomas is outside top 70, so both risks of not making Ryder Cup, um, and yeah, it's 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 a bit of a mad one. Like obviously, it's the uh, the the fact that they've moved it from one two five to seventy just simply makes it makes it harder. But it's really magnifying how average or poor a year Justin Thomas is having.
2: Yeah, he's 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 on this crazy run. He's five missed cuts in his last seven events. Um, and he like he shot that 81 first round of the open and then i think he shot an 82 in the us open at um lacc as well so the way he's playing at the moment absolutely does not um come at, you know demand a, a spot in the Ryder cup team especially how strong how strong um, the the us side is and this is basically his last chance like i think so yeah, obviously, as you said, Con Friday now, he shot he shot level power yesterday, obviously, which which puts him somewhere around top kind of forty-five. He's <laughs> inside top fifty, I think.
0: No, he's but not. He's not as well. Like he if he has another even pound even power round, he's six in the trot.
2: Yeah, no, he definitely needs a, an under underpower round today. Yeah. And he does he needs more than that as well. He needs a top fifteen to advance to the next stage well to to have any chance um yeah. you know other players can obviously obviously dictate what uh what happens there um so like if he misses the cut this week there's no more competitive golf for him before zach johnson has to has to pick the team and obviously the ryder cup is in in late september so we're, we're at the very start of august now so that's a lot of time without a without a competitive sort of round under his belt um and obviously any ones he's had have been have been pretty poor the only the only thing going in his favor, obviously, is his unbelievable um, record in, in Ryder Cup and, and Presidents Cup. He's he's six he's sixteen wins, five losses, three three draws um, wow. for his record in, in that. And obviously, Ryder Cup is all about finding good pairings, and the US have a pair and have had a pairing over the last few years that is first on the team sheet in in JT and speed. Um, <clears throat> two players that are going to be looking for picks, so <clears throat> it'll be interesting. I think if we were if we were talking about a European tour player, we'd be we'd be saying you know he he's got a very good chance of getting picked. <clears throat> I think with the strength of the US side, it, it, there's just no way he can he can get picked. Yeah. The other, could the other pick thing. Him. The other thing is you have a you have almost a direct Thomas replacement in in Fowler. Uh, for speed. Obviously they're very good mates. So um Fowler's playing some of the best golf of anyone this year. So um I can't see it right now. If he shoots 60 64 today and gets to the weekend you never know but it it um it'd be a brave call picking him.
0: I was thinking that Joe that exact Baron is in a swap in and out because this time last year JT on fire Ricky in the absolute gutter and obviously back then or even um going into um going into the last rider cup break, he just wasn't he wasn't playing golf he wasn't playing good enough golf to keep his card never mind fucking get on a rider cup team but like it it he he swaps in beautifully like but that record is it's it it, it you'd normally say it 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 shows but like if um if someone like Sergio, unbelievable match player, if he was going through the form right now, a couple of years ago, that JT is, I, I you as a, again as a European team, maybe not as a hot European team when we kind of went on a bit of a streak, but it's very very hard to see Johnson not wasting a pick on him, but like you're you're essentially picking the JT not of old of fucking last year. And hoping he comes back for the week and that's a big big risk especially with like not not even the european team growing in strength but like strack is hitting a bit of form Aberg is in that team one million percent for me um he's you reckon yeah had a yeah? great round there yesterday as well but like there's a few young ones there that if uh if they catch jt on a bit of form and he's slightly off like he'll go low and five he won't even play the fucking um one or two matches if he's playing that bad so yeah, it's, a, it's, it's getting into crunch time now for picks. And Lowry, I remember
1: Dave made a very good point about Lowry, um, that his his match play record is not particularly good. and He's just, he's not really foreign. The only thing that Lowry has going for him is the overall weakness of the European team. Um, I know you're saying, Cooper, there's a few lads that are actually showing a bit of form and maybe the European team will be slightly better than... It was shaping up a few months ago, but um, Lowry will. I wouldn't.
0: I he's not guaranteed. Nah, no, he's still comfortably within the twelve, though. I think. Um, sorry, points wise he is anyway, and form wise, like it'd be, it would be hard not to pick him. I think. Um, but like the him and Fleetwood partnership, I I I know it didn't it didn't work out. As well as we thought last time, but I I have a feeling they'll persevere with that. Then again, you've fucking them um, Fleetwood Hatton Fitz, you've, or sorry Rose Hatton Fitz. You've plenty of other English lads to pair Fleetwood up with. So yeah, it's uh, I, I I would still have Larry in it, um, even if he's hasn't proven himself to be a great match player. But it's uh, yeah, he'd still be in the top twelve for me.
1: Um, just before we wrap it up, you saw the news that Tiger is going to be joining the policy board on the PGA Tour. So, um, I'm trying to really figure out exactly what this means, but it seems that any changes to the PGA that the PGA Tour want to make going forward, he will have a say on. So, the, the other players on this policy board are Rory, Patrick Cantley, Charlie Hoffman, and then Peter Malnati, who's I presume. Supposedly, the the voice of the, the lower ranked players, um, yeah, probably a good thing. I mean, getting someone like Tiger involved in in um having a voice of the the direction that the PGA Tour goes in in, in years to come, you would have to say is a, a positive thing.
2: Yeah, it means that they can't do what they've. What what they just did with the PIF, I suppose. What like essentially Monaghan, Hurley, and Jimmy Dunn did, you know, brokering a deal privately. I think the players of the final say. I think they have a majority in on the board because it's the five independent uh, directors then, uh, and as you said, six six players now. Um, but yeah, I think they. I think there was like, forty players basically um, uh, sent this letter into PJ Tour. Uh, HQ it was headed up by tiger um and said we you know we demand you know a, 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 the, the kind of definitive say or, or you know the, a voice at the at the table um so yeah tiger with even more influence on on golf than he already has um so it, yeah it, it'll probably be a good thing for them they also released the the uh, schedule I saw for for 2024. And um, one of the things that jumped out was the the, the no-cut events, obviously. There, there was talk of that, but if play, events like the the RBC Heritage, the, the Harbour Town one, Wells Fargo, Travellers, all going to be um, without cuts. Um, the ones that will stay with cuts are the players, the Genesis at Riviera and the Arnold Palmer. Um, but they'll be reduced fields. I think they'll be like 70 to 80. Um players in those fields. Uh, The players will still have a full field event, but yeah, it's all getting squeezed. Like obviously, as you said, the the playoffs being 70 now, it's all, it's all getting, you know, uh, narrowed down. They're they're trying to get like, I suppose the the star players all playing all at once. And that's the idea of the no code events, but don't know. Yeah. Don't know if it's a great thing.
0: Is that the idea of it, Joe though? Because they're, they've all been playing in the designated events this week. Is is the actual idea so that a, a fucking Lee Hodges can't win because he's not in the field? So you have the yeah, that, no,
2: that's the start. Getting the start players, just the start players. You mm. know, I, I absolutely
0: hate it with a passion. Like, is, oh, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Um, but if Tiger could veto a past decision. Maybe that would be one. Um, but no, just, just keeping to the Tiger bit. Um, like JT, he gave an interview there recently as well. Um after the announcements and like, obviously they're great mates. Welcomes it entirely. Um, but like the, there was a great story from, um, kind of the late nineties, early two thousands when, when the PJ tour was kind of informed properly, I guess, or turning into the kind of Goliath that it is today. And yeah, Jack and Ernie, um, they had a kind of players meeting and Tiger was in there and it was around the time Norman was trying to do what he did before, um, and sabotaged the PGA Tour and Ar- Arnie put his hands on Tiger's shoulders and said, these guys are the future of golf, like as in the PGA Tour is the future of golf. So when I think Tiger is totally of that opinion, obviously turning down a billion-odd quid. He still is. And as far as the the actual power to veto any stupid decisions Monon has in the future, um, it, can only, it can only be a good thing.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I wonder will Tiger, because obviously <laughs> there's like, you think of the analogy of great football players don't always make great managers. I mean, Tiger's obviously a great of the game. I wonder um, how good he would be in this type of scenario. I mean, you would have to just assume that he, he's a great thinker and, and understands how these things work. But, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be an interesting one to see see it play out. I, I assume it will be a positive. But um yeah.
0: He's great when it he's great when it comes to golf when it's not golf, not so much.
1: Yeah, he's a bit of a bollocks off the course.
0: Really. <laughs> uh, right,
1: I think we'll leave it there, gents. Um I don't think there's 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 too much else to go through. I'm going playing a, my first championship now. Actually, this weekend that I've played in a long time. I'm playing the Victorian Mid Amateur Championship, so it's for the L boys for the there
0: We're fucking there. Oh Jesus! I know.
1: know. and <laughs> myself and Kev, one of the lads are going playing. Should we go crack? Probably. Yeah. I'll I'll be propping up the field. I'm sure. A <laughs> uh, cu- couple of couple of and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be me. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Lethal
0: putter from 30 yards. Boy, what are you? What are you yeah. off now, Con? To get into that, that has to be a cut line now.
1: Yeah, I'm off four. Uh, so, um, uh, but I have me um, my holidays over the last couple of weeks. Haven't played much golf. Uh, I got a great freebie over the weekend or over the last couple of days at uh, uh, Brisbane Golf Club, a very fancy spot. Um I rocked up there. there like a reciprocal club of, of my club in Melbourne, and. Uh, I brilliant. Rocked up, gave him a call and said, Oh, yeah, I'm a member of this club, Denim Elbe. Um, Yeah, and they treated me like a bloody royalty. Um, Free game of golf, free set of clubs, the whole the whole work. So uh, that was the only bit of golf we played over the last while. So I'm kind of pr- probably going to make a show of myself this weekend, but sure.
0: expecting you know, nothing less
1: than the red carpet for Conor again. Exactly. Exactly. So that was great. Big shout at the Brisbane Golf Club if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we'll leave it there, boys. Um, we will we will chat to you all next week.